2: He's rocking away, as were the players <laughs> on the stage tonight. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to Game Shot, the Fallout Bar, with myself, Jack goldberg and the one and only Mr Lee boys from yet another absolutely roasting day here in the UK.
0: It's, it's, honestly, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. <laughs> I have got little bits of... Anything to just wipe the sweat down when you're in winter gardens. Everyone's got the fans out, the 180 fans, the signs, anything just to fan down. So much water on the table. Uh, it is so warm and only that's in warmer. Uh, I'm going to use your words from yesterday and pray for a thunderstorm at some point tonight. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, we need it's, mate.
2: it's clouded over a couple of times and I've been like, you know what, here we go, here we go. The air is going to clear and I'm so here for it. And as a man who is approaching 20 stone because of my diet and lack of ability to exercise right now, um, it's just not good. It is not good. Some of us are in a world of trouble here. I, 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 The only comfort I've got is that somewhere... I believe Phil Bars looks worse than me because he's ginger and he can't go in the sun. So, you know, that's that's the one <laughs> thing keeping me going through this weather and through all these shows. Um, <laughs> enough nonsense for now. We'll get on to that when we talk about game number two tonight. No doubt. Uh, welcome once again to everybody in the chat room to the Fallout Bar uh, in, association, in association with our partners at Betfred, the title sponsors of the World Match Play this year. Uh, Dan, that is an absolutely horrifying thought. Maybe the finals will be played in Betfred bikinis. Nobody wants to see that, <laughs> um, <laughs> especially with some of the players still left in. Yeah, not a pretty sight. I'm sure, Missy might enjoy a look of Dimmy versus Nathan Aspinall in bikinis, though. You never know. We know what she's like. She's in the chat room as well as is G's. Dan, Reese, we've already had a couple of words. Maliki, all the regulars are in. Craig Tugboat joining us for the first time this week. The man isn't on Twitter and wasn't paying attention enough on Monday night when we announced a show in last week's Live Lounge. Uh, so he's missed out on all the action this week, but he has joined us tonight as we review all of the action from the first night of the quarterfinals. Um, game number one, Lee. This is this one. <laughs> Shouldn't take so long. I don't think this is going to divide as many opinions. I think we might breeze through this one just a little bit and save ourselves a bit of time to talk <laughs> about game two in a bit more depth because um, there's certainly a few comments in the chat room already that are definitely going to be flashed up on screen. Don't forget, if you do want to get involved, just fire away in the bottom and Jarlith in the background. Uh, we'll get your comments up on screen and we'll have a few comment uh, discussions about those Um Unfortunately, if you listen via catch-up on, on a podcast service, thank you for joining us. But obviously, difficult for you to get involved. Maybe tweet us after the event if you agree or disagree with anything uh, throughout the day tomorrow. Some of us might be on an early finish from work. So, you know, it's time to reply to you in the evening. Um, let's talk the darts then, mate. That's enough random waffle at the start and the introduction out of the way. Um, game number one, Christoph Ratajski, 16, Callan Rids 8. And like we said Last night, in the predictions, if these two carry on playing the way they have in the tournament so far, this goes one way. And they carried on playing in the same way they have in the tournament so far, and it went one way.
0: Yeah, it was the the early stages were crucial in this one, as we both said yesterday, they were going to be, because if we'd sort of stuck with him, then maybe there was that um, fan involvement, I guess, at some points. But because Ratoyste had that little run, we didn't have that. And then I think what we had is the fans had a little bit of quiet and prepared themselves for Dame to obviously, which we'll touch on uh, shortly. But <laughs> I think overall, um, firstly, starting with Talon Ritz, Um I've seen the tweet he's put out and I'm sure we, well, I'm not sure which one of us mentioned it, but it was said about Talon Ryds. If he was offered the quarterfinal spot at the start of the week, he would have certainly um, snapped your hand off for it. And the reception he started and the number of fans that have, supporting him and will continue to support him now because of how he's performed this week and beating Bob Foss will certainly be a highlight. So I don't want to go too harsh on Talon Rids, um, but playing in the quarterfinal at the match play averaging 88, you're not going to win many lengths. I'm surprised with eight, uh, but fair play then to to you. He's certainly one to watch. He's not going away. His performance isn't really dropping. Um, it's still around that late 90s, Mark. There's a bit of trouble with some doubles, but uh, overall a very, very solid performance by Ratojsti, which he's going to go under the radar. A bit like we said about Peter Wright yesterday down under the radar, Ratojsti will tonight because of all the foul that's been on uh, day number two.
2: And that probably suits the Polish Eagle down to a T. I want to touch on that That is that You said he'll absolutely snap your hand off for a quarterfinal. He's averaged 82, 92 and an 88 to get there. Um, he is a far better player than that. We've seen that he's won a Pro Tour title. We've seen him throw the most ridiculous averages. Um, the heat, the stage, the crowd—all that returning—just not quite click for him this week. But he's picked up a fair chunk of prize money on his way to a quarterfinal.
0: Yeah, and and he's got to take the the positives of this week. Um, obviously, he'll be disappointed initially. Um, but you've got to take the positives. We, you've hit it the nail on the head with that one. It can perform so much better. You don't win a uh, Pro Tour event if if you can't play to that standard because to win one of those, you've got to win so many games against top players all in one day. So we know he's got the ability and it's only going to put him in the right position moving forward. Once he's back on a main stage, the experience he's got from this week, whichever stage that will be. But certainly if and when he returns to Blackpool in um, coming years, it will certainly be a... Will certainly help the experiences had this weight.
2: Yeah, completely agree. And onto the Polish Eagle himself. Then uh, a really solid week this week so far from him, taking out Brendan Dolan, Luke Humphreys, and then Callum Ridd to set up a semi-final spot with game two. Victor, if you don't know who that is, you're under a rock for the last couple of hours. I've absolutely no <laughs> idea why you're sat watching us against Dmitry Vandenberg. Um, it's a run that wasn't really expected of him before this tournament. There was a friend in, in a WhatsApp group earlier in the week that posted um, tournament odds for a and said, This is worth in each way. And I was like, He's won about five legs or five games in his last eight pro tours. He's in absolutely no form at all compared to the ski of a year ago and 18 months ago when he was absolutely just smashing through fields on the floor, in particular, starting to translate that game to TV. Hadn't quite seen that so far in 2021, but this run will certainly help him out.
0: Yeah, and what we've seen from him is levels of performance, but not consistently on TV. I think um, that was around five, these last five first round matches averaged over 100. And obviously we've then seen him drop off. That, it has dropped slightly, but to still averaging around 90, 97 um, in 97, 24 yeah. levels of darts in that heat. And I know I keep mentioning how warm it is, but in that heat to put any sort of performance in like that over three games, it, it puts him in a puts him in a good place. going into a semi final, which is not done to be favourite, he's not going to have the support of the fans. Are then, um, but he hasn't had that since round one, so I'm not sure why that would be any difference. However, I did see a po- I did see one Polish lad. He had about four fans that he was able to sneak in on the top balcony, um, so there was some fans in there for him, but. He's just going to be in the same position as he's been all week. He's going to be uh, not expected to win. He's not going to have the fans on side. But we've seen there he can consistently perform on that stage. So, um, He's certainly going to be pushing his semi-finalist all the way.
2: Yeah, like I said, his average has dropped each round. But as the games get longer and they become arguably a bigger test as the tournament goes on, he's still been consistently solid enough. I mean, tonight he was 97 average, 35% on the doubles. Probably needs to sharpen up a little bit on double 16, as I saw one of the comments pop up on screen. Um, but he still definitely got the game and the composure to take on Dimi in the semi-final after tonight.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, it's, and I think Ratoisti would prefer to be playing Dimi than he would be playing Price yeah. as well. Um and obviously well, we've seen it before, We've
2: seen it in a semi or yeah. final of a pro tour on the stream, where the price reactions and emotion got to Rytyski. I think it was the back end of last year or the early part of last year. We, we've yeah, seen but, um, that happen, so we'll be far more comfortable yeah. playing Dmitry Vandenberg tomorrow. Uh, not
0: tomorrow, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, but Saturday. the comment that was just on the stream about him being um, there's no emotion. He's quite robotic in regards to how he is. I agree with that against, 19, against the rest of the field in the PDC, other than against Derwin Price. So, like I said, I'm sure when he's looking at that um, second, second quarter final tonight, he's got the draw that he would have wanted. And that is not saying anything bad about Dimitri because of the stores that he's putting in currently. Uh, but against an opponent, opponent, he'd rather be up against him. But it is going to be a very, very good semi final. Uh, I personally think, because of how Ritice is played this way.
2: Yeah. Now, usually what would happen right here is that we drop you in a clip of the interview um, and then you can go away and watch the full interview on our YouTube channel. They're not quite ready yet. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about game two. We're going to be here long enough tonight, I think, anyway. We finished a little bit earlier than through the rest of the week. So when we do get both clips, we'll drop them in. We'll play them back to back for you if you want to hear what Retoisty had to say in a brief stint. And what Dimitri had to say in a boost, and then you can go away and watch the full interview on our YouTube channel with the ginger ninja that is Mr. Philbars and the rest of the media crew that are there in Blackpool. So, with that, uh, I think we have made the fans <laughs> watching tonight wait long enough for this. Let's talk about game number two. Going what? Price, the world champion, <laughs> the world number one, is out in the quarterfinals. The world match play remains the only televised PDC major that he has not made at least the semifinals of in his PDC career. And the reigning match play champion is into another semifinal.
0: And with another fantastic performance. So obviously we'll touch on. I'm sure we'll touch on the the antiques, antiques of anti to both players uh, in that game or and after the game. But just looking at the performance of Dimitri throughout that, if you take that aside and you're just looking at numbers, to average 102 in a game that he was underdog, he's playing the current world champion. Um, and one thing we said yesterday that actually I was proven run by the uh, Winter Garden fans is that. Dimitri would have the support in there. That wasn't the case for us all that day. Uh, there was an awful lot of Derwin Price fans in there. And um, there's a lot of chanting for his name early on. There was a bit of booing, as we've seen all week, when people were having doubles. I can't remember many times that Dimitri would have been booed down for a double at any venue around the world. Um, and he's reacted to all, all of that from the fans' perspective very, very well. I can see you smiling, so I know what you're going to touch upon. <laughs> it. well, it's just
2: impossible <laughs> to not refer to the crowd and the way that the two players approach this match. While we're in discussion about,
0: have we lost Dob? It seems like we have lost Dob at a point where we are going to be talking about the antics of tonight's match and. Not only that, if any of you are following Dob on Twitter, you'll already see Dob's opinion on that. But it seems like we have lost him. Just bear with us one sec. Have we got Dob coming back? Or is it just myself? It seems like at the moment we're not going to have Dob. So, I guess, uh, the talking points, and um, I'm sure Jar will share up on the screen um, your opinions about what happened. For me personally. Um, what Derwin Price had done on the stage I didn't see any issue with Um, I thought Dimitri handled it very well personally the dance move at the the third break I thought was um, very funny for me it wasn't too far Um, I understand that people will see it as being run we saw similar stuff with Darry Anderson in the uh, Grand Slam final a few years ago but for me what happened today was that Derwin Price tried to roll up Dimitri early on, and Dimitri kept it very, very time for out. And we are now joined by Jarl Featon.
1: We are, but thankfully Gob's here now. He's back.
0: So I can now
1: <laughs> see, surprise, surprise, he decides to leave his Wi-Fi. So I'm going to go back into the background, buddy.
0: <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> oh, it's so so, <laughs> Maybe
1: with, I just
2: with, didn't fancy a conversation about what was coming up after my Twitter feed throughout the night already. Where did you get to, well, Lee?
0: I'm not sure. Yes, yeah, so I'm not sure if you were. I just touched upon uh, initially sending everyone to your Twitter page to read your comments uh, if you wasn't reappearing. <laughs> and also doing your comments to say that I don't think that Darwin Price did anything wrong tonight. Um, and this is where... I will end the question over... Well, I'll put it over to you to elaborate more on your Twitter post around why you think that Derwin Price stepped over that line, potentially, tonight.
2: He hasn't broken any rules, and that is the most frustrating part about it. But there is going to come a time where it goes too far in this sport. We've already seen it in that Grand Slam final, right? I am very much of the opinion, and always will be, that the deciding factor in a sporting contest should be who is the best at that sport who performs the best in that moment not everything else that comes with it i cannot stand football teams that shit house their way to results or whatever else like you should be able to go out play your game and if you're better at it you should win if you're not go away practice some more come back and do it again right I can't even see the chat room because it hasn't loaded again, thankfully. <laughs> I can't remember to reload the stream. Um, so that's probably. <laughs> Let's reload that just to see what everyone else is saying. Uh,
0: I, first of all, Dob, I was waiting. I knew the word fetus was going to come out of your mouth at some point during the <laughs> reviewing of this game. One, I knew that was the last one. I
2: do, but it's after nine o'clock.
0: It's after 10 o'clock. Look. <laughs> and secondly, on that, for me, there is levels and there is a certain line that you. That you shouldn't cross
2: for people celebrating
0: but i've said this surely dob hasn't his wi-fi hasn't done it then twice in one night the perfect time for uh the dob to be dob to be quiet um and there's only me who's able to share my view on this and uh Oh, that's for the person I'd seen pop up around um, around the Twitter post that Dobb put on there was it was just a bit crossing the line in regards to how many occasions that the um, employees sort of pushed it with the edge, uh, with a nod at the celebration, the dance, and all of them built up was what um, was what Dob's opinion on it. And it'll be interesting now, as he's just joined me, Featon, to hear what your opinion is on this.
1: What well, so we're we talking about the going price versus. Uh... Dimitri Vandenberg antics—is that what we're saying at this point?
0: Yeah, so, talking about did the prize cross the line? Um, no, an
1: Of course he didn't. Nonsense! No, he didn't cross the line. Gesi was perfect within his rights to do. The sport wants, want entertainment. That's what you want from a game of darts, and that's what delivered. I don't think personally. I don't think that Gesi crossed the line. I don't think Dimi crossed the line. I thought Dimi was sensational. I thought that you know we'd see what we get from Price, and we would be, and he would deliver it. But off the back of that, I've got absolutely no issue with what Gezi Price did tonight, and I've got no issue with what how Dimitri handled it. They played, they played the game of darts. That is how it works. But I'm sure this man here disagrees (laughs) with everything that I've just said.
2: I always disagree with everything you've just said. I've I've swapped device. I have no idea why. You swapped device.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, in which case, then again, I'm now going to leave you because people actually need to do some work here in, the, here in Blackport and I will and I
0: will leave you to discuss it all. I thought that's what I was doing—a bit of work, <laughs> just talking, talking to talking. and disappearing. Yeah,
2: this, and, this week was going so well. The last couple of nights have been absolutely all good, and tonight not so good. Um, so
0: yeah, brilliant. Dob, um, Dob, Dob. Obviously, where we took you off, you were just about to say as the question was asked around why uh, Why your you think that he crossed the line tonight. Also, I have mentioned to the people who are not on uh, social media or not on Twitter what your post alluded to around <laughs> your, um, the amount of times that Derwin Price did something that potentially would have then had an impact on Dimitri. So back yeah. to you, my friend.
2: <laughs> Look, I don't want robots in this sport. That is absolutely not what I'm saying. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I want people to just get up there do nothing and give us bland interviews at the end, because that's not what I want. That's not the business we're in. That's not what I want to see as a fan, right? But there is a line, right? There is a moment where the reactions are no longer for your own benefit. They're no longer genuine emotions. They're no longer, okay, I've just done something really good. I'm going to let something out in that moment, that release of emotion, right? The amount of times tonight that was aimed at his opponent, the double celebrations, the cheer at the hockey, then turn around, seeing he's got his back to him and screaming a bit louder, just so he knows he's there. Look, it sounds a pathetic comment, right? But Sky went back to it at one point. He's on the hockey, he hits something, he gives it like that lick with the eyes and whatever. Like That is meant to intimidate your opponent. 100%. It just is. Uh, There's I'm not no sure need the- for it. And Dimmy, look, Dimmy tonight has absolutely shown the blueprint on how to beat it and how to get over it. And there are people going, well, MVG gets away with this and whatever. MVG was called out just as much at the start of his career. And it just became a waste of time calling him out because we've allowed it into the sport. And now we're allowing it at an even bigger level. This is the next step from what MVG used to do, in my opinion.
0: No, i I think there is times that, that price has, has stepped over the line, one of which obviously we've already mentioned was the Grand Slam final. Personally, tonight I don't think it did. Being there watching it, I don't think it did. Um it added to the atmosphere. I'm not saying as a player, as a fan, I want to see it, but I don't think it's run what was what was done by those. Does it it's obviously it's gonna get a
2: hundred percent. But yeah.
0: We don't accept
2: gamesmanship in any other sport. We call it out straight away. Somebody's wasting time or diving in football or whatever else in any other sport. We are slap bang on it as a nation, almost as the world, right? The Italians got absolutely slandered for the way they saw out a game in the European Championship. I think it was the quarterfinals. Right?
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: But this is like... It's comparable. And yet people are going, there's always an excuse for it. There's always, well, if you're not calling everybody out, then you have to do this. Like I called everybody out. I called Luke Humphries out in a week for sarcastically clapping the crowd after they booed a Rutowski, after they whistled a Rutowski shot that didn't go in. I called others out. I called, I called Dimitri out this time last year in the final of this event for deliberately slowing the game down. I've seen comments tonight saying that Dimitri did that. But the difference for me between tonight and last year, and, and last year at the Grand Slam in particular, in the groups at the Grand Slam last year, Dimi played at a ridiculously high pace. He was in, bang, bang, bang. It was absolutely magnificent to watch. And he got to the knockout stage, and that completely changed. And that was for the benefit of his opponent. 100%. If you can mix up your pace like that, that that's not a you thing. That's done for the benefit of the person that you're playing to try and get an edge. Tonight, he was consistent pace with how he's thrown all tournament. That's not for the benefit of anybody else. That's his pace for this week. And that's the difference, uh, I think.
0: Uh, early on, I'm not sure. Early on, I thought it was slower than normal. Uh, I thought he was slower than normal in the first seven or eight legs. Um, I thought he was very, very slow. And we spoke, going back around sort of a slowness of a play. we spoke about menso Sulovic. I, I,
2: I can't stand lot. slow players either because it's not entertaining. It's It disrupts people's rhythm. The sport is so much better at pace. It just always has been and always will be. And the problem with slow players is they have all the control. There is absolutely nothing anybody else can do to make them go any quicker unless there's some sort of rule or regulation or pushing from the PVC or the officials. And it's just not going to come. It's just not going to happen. And look. They, this but, is obviously, I don't, gonna I don't a mean it's it always is going to divide yeah. a but yeah. the lack of authority from the officials nowadays. There is, look, I'm not expecting them to shout best of order as if it's at the lakeside and there to be dead silence like Martin Adams required to play darts a couple of years ago, right? I'm expecting them to allow noise, and that's part of the product of the PDC at the top level of darts. But there comes a point where this is people's livelihood, there's serious things on the line. And that shouldn't be decided by a couple of idiots whistling or screaming or doing something while you're on your throw. That should always be a right given to the player that they're allowed to go up and hit what they are aiming for. And it is up to them if they hit or miss the target. It should never be decided by anybody else.
0: Yeah. and When you look at that, there's, there's three parts to it tonight anyway. One, the fans... And I don't want to say all fans, but it is the odd one or two who's whistling or shouting at an inappropriate time. The second part is what Derwin Price did. Is it right or wrong? And the third part is, was Demi deliberately slow as I haven't been on Instagram to see Derwin Price has put, but supposedly he's put a I'm image on, on there. Instagram, but it's going um, around the rest of social
2: media. Enough. I didn't, I didn't yeah. even have to go on Instagram. You knew it was going to appear
0: somewhere. Yeah, of course it was. And and for me, there's those, there's those three... There's those three things for me that are the areas. And the pace of play, I haven't got an issue with Dimitri. However, just to say, I do think personally he was slower tonight than what he has been. But I think think players are, well, within the rules, they are able to do it, like we saw in the world with mentor, They are able to do it. And it benefited Dimitri today, so why not do it? With Erwin Price, I think he didn't take it too far. I was concerned he was going to because at that stage we'd only played fifteen heads of darts, and at that point he gave the fans a massive roar. The little dance that he I don't—I don't know if I want to call it a dance—but uh, it, it was it was a movement. But for me, what <laughs> what price what price did for me wasn't wasn't an issue, um, because I, I think we've got to see that emotion from some players. We've got to see players amending their game slightly to beat their opponents I know a lot will go up and say I'm just playing the board but we know that's not the case we spoke earlier about Ratoyste having um, a knock on effect to any players prize so people down some fair play to price he knows that Eaton royal sort of people up but full credit must go to Dimitri today because what a mature performance with all that ha- happening and um, all he was constantly doing more than anything was trying to calm down his partner because his partner I could see was on the belt and he absolutely crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And he, in regards to, you know, roiling Dimi up to let him go in, but Dimmy was so calm, under pressure. Um, and to use a quote from Michael Van Derwen's post, doing the right things at the right times, so that is exactly what Dimitri done today and um, to get himself that that lead uh, and wrap the win up, and it is a fantastic performance from Dimitri. but the talking point is the, the talking point is going to be from this game, unfortunately, what happened and easy right to run and and it will Look, deflect away from the level not of performance
2: and broken rules, but the phrase that you have to use to describe antics like tonight is gamesmanship, and do we want that in the sport and and that's where it's going it's going to constantly divide opinion. Um, and with that, we will probably talk about it on Monday night's Live Lounge with the return of Phil Bars, we all know he'll have an opinion or two on it, as he waded in on Twitter and a few others. Um, so we will talk about that one then. So let's move on. Um, I did promise we, you we'd get an interview. Uh, we do have the clip of Retisee ready for you. So we'll watch that. Uh, you can watch the full interview on our YouTube channel once we finish the show, of course. Um, don't forget to like, comment uh, over on that video as well when you jump over there. And then we'll look at tomorrow's play uh, in the second day of quarterfinal action. So here is Krzysztof Ratajski in his post-match interview.
0: Thank you. It's something great. I'm really happy uh, that I, I, I won this uh, quarterfinals. It's uh, really something, big thing, thing for me. doesn't matter with who I will play, with, with Dimitri or gervin it will be a, a very big match for me
2: Bang on from Christoph, and if you want to hear the rest of his word, i could just said hop over onto our youtube channel afterwards and catch that clip right let's talk about tomorrow lee and what a night of action we potentially have in store once again um plenty of testosterone on show tonight expect that tomorrow too uh game number one on stage uh the former world champion peter Wright against a man whose recent record without picking up the trophy at the world match play has been pretty good bully boy michael smith is in the hunt once again for his first tv major title as he likes to call it because he doesn't count that us Masters that he picked up um how do you see this one going tomorrow mate
0: uh, I see Peter Wright potentially slowing Michael Smith down <laughs> on the topic that we've done about <around> this one. <laughs> <laughs> I see, yeah, I see Peter Wright potentially slowing him down um, in that one. And tomorrow night on the show, you may be having a conversation around that, around the uh, slowing down. I'm, I'm going to bat the then Stimmer then. Uh, I don't know if i bat him to win a down this week, Michael Smith, when he seems to have done on that run. Yeah. Um, it's hard to talk about Peter Wright in any sort of either previewing a game preview or reviewing a game and not mention the darts um, because we have no idea. He probably right now has no idea what he's done to use. But I just think mm, Peter Wright will get the better of him. I'm going to edge towards a 16-13 win, Peter Wright. A very close name. And what, what I'm thinking will be an absolutely fantastic night of darts tomorrow.
2: Yeah, right won four of the last five in the head to heads between these two, uh, including the ten six victory last time out players championship quarterfinals. Um that was without a crowd. Bully boy seems to love the match play though. He absolutely loves being up there. He's made finals without playing well. He's played bloody well up there on stage at times two. A really, really solid win in the last round for him over Jose de Souza as well. Um, for me, though, tomorrow is all on Peter Wright, and it's what he goes up on stage with. He's just come through two very, very good games, or two very, very good performances from himself. 99 average against Danny Knott, but absolutely blew him away. 11-2, uh, 10-2, 11-5 over Joe Cullen, 105 average for snaking that one, the best of the tournament so far. And yet after the match, the first thing he was doing was saying the darts weren't flying through the air properly. And if he comes up there with something different, after he's having so much form of these picked up the last pro tour title before the match play and has now won two convincing games of solid averages if he starts getting into his own head ahead of this game tomorrow then he could be in trouble um that being said i'm gonna go with you i'm gonna go peter right and i'm gonna say 16 11 i think for this one um if Smith's, going to over line, if Smith's going to run this even closer, he has to find 180s again. I know he found a fair few in the last round. Seven, I think yeah. it was, but none in the first round. Yeah. Dublin's been very good and he has to continue that again tomorrow. So if that starts to drop off, Peter Wright will absolutely punish him to the hill for it. Um, the final semi-final then... Um,
0: what a game, this could be two... Quarter-final, um, quarter-final though, quarter-final, quarterfinal. quarterfinal. no, semi final don't, Wishing the don't week
2: wish, away uh, along... Yeah, with don't my wish my match. Blackpool, t-
0: yeah, don't wish don't wish my Blackpool week away, please. Let <laughs> me oh, start around one of them. for the rest of the week, can't you, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, oh. it's because I, tomorrow, it, yeah, I've got an absolutely valid excuse because I am working the, uh, the the other stuff as jars at a mad event. Saturday, I have not really an excuse, it, uh, other than the pub.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the pub. That is a valid enough excuse in my book. I will let you off the all week. Uh, Phil was going to cover you for the rest of the week. We haven't got that fire, but we will get someone else in for the last two days for the fallout bar. Final um, the quarterfinal then, the game this could be. I've said that literally every game for the last four nights, it feels like. Uh, Michael Van Gerwen against Nathan Aspinall. Uh, 100 average for MVG in the last round. Um, good performance against DMY. Um, solid enough against Damon Heta too. Um, but you still feel like he hasn't really had a same period of somebody going at him. And tomorrow, he absolutely loves that crowd. The crowd absolutely love him. Nathan Asmol could be the man to really push Marco van Gogh so we see what he got in the tank at the minute.
0: Yeah, the... the... The only thing for what I've noted with Aspinall is seems to be struggling with the heat a bit. I've seen that he's uh he's top stone, he's doing a bit of a uh Tedante slash Lou Tomfries of this week with his with the zip right the way down. He seems to be struggling a lot with the heat. But saying that, we saw Martha Van in pull water on his head at the end of his game. So um both of which are in the same boat. He's gonna be pushed, um, an MVG if he performs at the standard that he did around that 100 mark, I ain't too sure it'll be enough against Aspinall. Um, He's got to step it up. He knows he's got to step it up as well, I think. Um, But one thing we keep saying, MVG is not playing that well compared to MVG standards, compared to the rest of the field. He's playing um, some pretty good stuff. Um, Honestly, my, my head is saying MVG. My heart is saying Nathan Aspinall. 18-16, Eighteen sixteen, Nathan We're getting Aspinall. The
2: extras, are we? We're getting the
0: extras. Yeah, eighteen sixteen, Nathan Aspinall.
2: Interesting, interesting. I think tomorrow is going to be the only one of the four semi quarterfinals where we see the winner win with a lower average, because I think Embiid will consistently throw at a level where that his average equates to better than Nathan Aspinall, but. Arsenal is capable of those moments of magic. And we're seeing them more from him than we are MVG recently. MVG of all 2016-2017 would absolutely put his foot on your head and drown you with a 1-4-something, for instance, at the right moment that completely turns the game on his head. Nathan had that in his locker against Gary Anderson, and I think he's still got that in his locker here. And I think that's what's going to get him over the line. But he will have a couple of legs or a patch where he just drops off of it. It's incredibly difficult to just play solid for potentially, yeah. what, 31, 33, 35 legs, if it needs that many. Um, so I'm going to ask in a scrappy one, uh, 16, 13. I don't think we need the extra legs, but I think he sneaks over the line towards the back end.
0: I will just add, Dob, that both Michaels owe me a drink for Battenham both to lose, which means we are going to see Michael Van Derby-Michael Smith semi-final <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> I mean, you've been
2: absolutely bang on being wrong all week, so this would not be surprising <laughs> at all. There's probably people absolutely murdering you in the chat room right now for backing them as they want them to win. Um, with your luck and recent record. Um, <laughs> but that is it once again from tonight's show. And unfortunately, as we just mentioned, that is it from Lee Boys for the rest of the week. Uh, mate, you've been absolutely superb so far. Um, hope that you get to enjoy the madness um, for... The rest of the tournament uh, and enjoy it as a fan. Uh, what we can also offer you as a fan right now, because completely forgot about it, is Dimitri Van Der Berg's interview. That clip is in, so we're going to play that for you now, and then I'll do the exit in that for you guys. Say good night. I just was prepared for whatever he was doing. I said it to myself that if he's not going to win on uh, the strength that he has and how great he is, he'll be showing his experience, and I'm really happy that whatever experience he was trying to use against me. That I could step above, I could raise above, and I could win the game. And at the end of that, that's why I gave it a big in. That's why I was like, now you're allowed to give all the energy out of yourself and just yell everything you have inside of you. And the crowd loved it too. I loved it. My missus loved it. Back in Belgium, everybody loved it, and I think around the world as well. So yeah,
1: I'm. I think I'm ready for the next round, especially after tonight.
2: You're not wrong there, Dimitri. I think if there's one thing that we could all take away is that people either loved or hate internet. they're all talking about it massively. Yeah, completely echo what G said on screen right now. We miss you, Lee. Outstanding job, mate. You've been absolutely superb this week. As of you, chat room, thank you very much for joining us once again this evening. Thank you if you're listening back as a podcast on your favourite podcast provider where this will go out, even though we have the slight hiccup in the Jack and possibly because some editing madness as he does um, thank you very much to all our sponsors involved this week once again to modus red dragon Winmore, and betfred the title sponsors of the world match they making all of this possible um don't forget to head over to our social media keep up with everything the review uh, the roundup and the preview and all of that and all the interview clips will be on there for you um like the video please please like the video it helps us out massively um and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss us going live anymore uh Tom Bo, I know you're clearly not subscribed because you've been live all week and you've only messaged me tonight saying, Oh my God, you're doing a show. So, you know, that's the benefit of being subscribed to the channel. Hit that bell icon and you will get notifications every time we're about to do a show. Um, from myself, Jack Govigarwood, and from Mr. Lee, boys. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for watching once again. And we will see you all tomorrow night. <laughs>